Hi, I'm Brad Constantine, and this is a Come Follow Me podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although this is not an official podcast of the church, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. This year's study is the Book of Mormon. Each week, a new summary podcast of that week's Book of Mormon chapters will be released. But if you want a more detailed analysis of each individual chapter, those will also be available to listen to. I hope this Come Follow Me resource will be helpful to you. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified each week of a new episode. I hope you like this uh, format. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Come Follow Me Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be lesson number 10, and it'll cover 2 Nephi 31 to 33 for the time period March the 2nd through the 8th. And so let's get into into this. First of all, before we go uh, further, we need to kind of have a summary of what's going to happen here. This passage is actually a transition point. Nephi is going to change subjects from the workings of the Lord in the future to the practicalities of living the gospel currently. These chapters represent the conclusion of Nephi's great record. Nephi will speak in great plainness so that there can be no question as to what one must do to obtain eternal life. So let's look at the subject matter in the next three chapters as a handbook or recipe for obtaining eternal life. Nephi discusses repentance, baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, obedience, enduring to the end, following Christ, faith, hope, and charity, feasting on the words of Christ, following the Spirit, prayer. What a brilliant collection of principles, a more complete blueprint for salvation could hardly be written. Elder Holland said, in a marvelous final testimony to his people, as well as to the unborn and unseen of the last dispensation yet to come, Nephi made an end of his prophesying, including prophesying about the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, and concluded his writing and his lifetime of teaching with a few words concerning the doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Christ, as taught by Nephi in his grand summational discourse, focuses on faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism by immersion, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. It does not, in this declaration, attempt to cover the entire plan of salvation. All the virtues of a Christian life are the rewards that await us in different degrees of heavenly glory. It does not, in this declaration, deal with the offices of the priesthood, the ordinances of the temple, or many other true doctrines. All these are important, but as used in the Book of Mormon, the doctrine of Christ is simple and direct. It focuses on the first principles of the gospel exclusively, including an expression of encouragement to endure, to persist, to press on. Indeed, it is the clarity and simplicity of the doctrine of Christ that its impact is found. Nephi knew it would be so. He wrote, I shall speak unto you plainly, according to the plainness of my prophesying. And so that's what's going to happen here. Now, this is um, about 55 years have passed away since they left Jerusalem. That would make Nephi probably somewhere between 70 and 72 years old, something like that. So uh, he knows that uh, he's, his life is getting to an end, and he's going to pass the record on to his brother Jacob. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, he mentions here in verse 1 that he's going to write a few of the words of Jacob, his brother. Uh, the things which he writes are sufficient so far. All the stuff that we've had thus far in the Book of Mormon is enough. Um, save it be a few words that he's going to speak concerning the doctrine of Christ. <clears throat> he says, My soul delights in plainness, uh, and the Lord gives light unto the understanding, for he speaketh unto men according to their language and unto their understanding. And so uh, Nephi is going to explain things very simply. Um, remember that in a few chapters back, uh, Nephi has a vision of where he sees a spirit, and, and some of the scholars have said that if that's the Holy Ghost that he saw, that that was the only time in Scripture that we have where someone has seen the, the Holy Ghost in a vision. Now, in this chapter, you're going to notice that Nephi uh, is speaking to two individuals. He's speaking to the Father and to the Son. He's listening to their words. 
And as we uh, get into that, I'll point that out because Jesus and the Heavenly Father are actually teaching Nephi uh, in this chapter. And that's what he's writing. Uh, so uh, in verse 5, he talks about the importance of baptism, but he says, the Lamb of God being holy should have need to be baptized. Uh, then how much more do we need to have to be baptized being unholy? And uh, we know that Jesus didn't have to be baptized for the remission of sins because he didn't commit a sin, but he did to be part of the kingdom of God. Uh, that's required for entry into the kingdom, and so he had to be baptized for that reason. We know that Jesus um, adhered to all the ordinances of the gospel, uh, not just baptism, but all the ordinances. As Joseph Smith said, that he obeyed all the ordinances, even those of the temple. And so we know that he was obedient in everything, that he didn't come just to save the rest of us. He came to save himself, to work out the plan of salvation for himself as well. And so every ordinance necessary for exaltation, Jesus also would have had to have complied with in order to be exalted, uh, as he said, that was required for us. Uh, in verse 7, he mentions that uh, Nephi is mentioning here he's going to be obedient to the commandments. Um, and at verse 8, it says, after he was baptized, meaning Jesus, with water, the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove. Uh, now, Joseph taught that um, that he that John the Baptist witnessed a dove coming down upon um, upon Jesus after the baptism. The dove was, the dove was a sign uh, of the Holy Ghost and that the, that the Holy Ghost descended like a dove, in other words, softly or gently upon Jesus. Um, and that the sign was given to John as a, as a verification of the deed, that this was the Savior that he baptized. <clears throat> he mentions in verse 9 the straightness of the path, um, and then Jesus says in verse 10 to follow him. Uh, in verse 11, it talks about faith, uh, repentance, and baptism. So notice in verse 11, at the beginning it says, And the Father said, so this is the Father teaching Nephi, uh, repent, be baptized in the name of my beloved son. And then in verse uh, 12, it says, also the voice of the son came unto me. So now here's uh, Jesus teaching uh, Nephi as well. He that is baptized in my name to him will the father give the Holy Ghost like unto me. Wherefore, follow me and do the things which ye have seen me do. And so we know from uh, Joseph Smith that uh, one has his calling election made sure that uh, Jesus will appear to that person and introduce him to the Father and that they will take up their abode with him is the words that he uses uh, and teach them. And so here we see Nephi having that experience of the similar to what a calling election might uh, calling election made sure is like that he's he's being instructed by both the Father and the Son and that he's uh, able to write those down for us so that we have them today. Down to verse um, 14 it says and thus the voice of the Son came unto me again. And then he says in verse 15, I heard a voice from the Father saying, Yea, the words of my beloved are true and faithful. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And so, again, the Father is bearing witness of the Son and the Son of the Father. Uh, down to verse um, 16, Now, my beloved brethren, I know that by this a man must shall endure to the end uh, and follow the example of the Son of the living God. He cannot be saved. Uh, verse 17, the gate is straight. The gate is repentance and baptism. Often we think of that uh, baptism is what's necessary to get us into the kingdom, but it's repentance and baptism. Baptism isn't going to be valid unless we've repented. Then that we can receive a remission of our sins, but it's only through repentance that that can happen. And the gift of the Holy Ghost brings about a remission of the sins. Baptism is the gate uh, to the path that leads to exaltation. Verse uh, 18, then we get on the straight and narrow path, uh, follow that. 
verse 19, after you've gotten into the path, uh, he says, is all done? No, uh, but you must continue forward, uh, having faith in Christ, uh, unshaken faith in Christ. Uh, and then verse 20, press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. So the faith, hope, and charity, um, and then you shall have eternal life. Let's go down to verse uh, 32. Oh, in verse 21 in, in chapter 31, he does give the definition of the, of the doctrine of Christ. He says, uh, this is the way there is none other, nor name given under heaven whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of God. Now behold, this is the doctrine of Christ. And so that's what he's teaching here is this doctrine that he's mentioning is all the doctrine of Christ. We often think that the Book of Mormon doesn't contain the fullness of the gospel, doesn't have temple ordinances or any of that stuff, but it does have the fullness in the sense that those things necessary for our exaltation and salvation are here, the faith in Christ and repentance and so on. All right, so back to chapter 32. <clears throat> he says in verse 2, Remember that I said unto you that ye have received the Holy Ghost, you could speak with the tongue of angels, and now... Uh, how can you speak with the tongue of angels, save it were by the Holy Ghost? Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. And then he says, feast upon the words of Christ. And we know how important that is to not just um, read the scriptures every once in a while, but to feast upon them, to dig deeper into them, um, to understand them better. Uh, verse 5, I say unto you that you shall enter by the way and receive the Holy Ghost. It will show you all things what you should do. And that's how the Book of Mormon helps us too. Is As we study the Book of Mormon, it's going to put us on the right path to to knowing what we should be doing. Uh, in verse 7, he's told that he can't continue to write anymore. The Spirit has stopped his utterance that he has to quit speaking, and so he's going to stop there. Verse 8, however, I perceive that ye ponder still in your hearts. Agree with me that I must speak concerning this thing. Uh, teaches a man to pray. So he's telling us here that we need to ask the Lord for guidance and inspiration and help in our lives. Let's go down to chapter 33. This is Nephi's final testimony. Uh, if you think about what, what would be your final things if you knew that your life was coming to a close soon, what would you be? What would be the things that you would want others to know about? Uh, verse 1, he says, When a man speaks by the power of the Holy Ghost, it carries it into the hearts of the children of men. Uh, he's complaining here that his, he's not mighty in, in writing, but that he's mighty in speaking. Uh, I think he's pretty mighty in writing too, but he's just not. he doesn't see it. Uh, verse 10, uh, also this is to the Jew uh, that, this, that the records will come forth. Hearken unto these words and believe in Christ. And if ye believe not in these words, believe in Christ. And if ye believe in Christ, ye will believe in these words. For they are the words of Christ and are given unto me. And they teach all men that they should do good. Uh, verse 11, if they are not the words of Christ, judge ye. For Christ will show unto you with power and great glory. Uh, but these are the words of Christ. We know that. This is true. And then verse 15, for I seal on earth, what I seal on earth shall be brought against you at the judgment bar. For thus saith the Lord, for thus hath the Lord commanded me and I must obey. So that's the end of uh, Moroni's final testimony. This is the end of his writings. And the next time we'll get into Jacob um, and some of the things that he has talked about. I bear testimony to the truth of the Book of Mormon and that Nephi was a true prophet and that he gave us these words so that we can better understand the doctrine of Christ and, uh, have the Holy Ghost to be with us in all that we do. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.